When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Yo, it's the Boulay Camp Podcast. Uh, look, we got a shout out to Slim 400. Um, this interview took place after I was extremely intoxicated. Uh, intoxicated doing a doobie interview. So I'm not going to lie. You know, we get into some shit, but uh, definitely had better interviews. But uh, if you are if you definitely want to kind of tap in with, 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 with uh, some of the history with YG and some of the stuff that's been going on with... Slim 400, he gives a real wild description of like how it feels to actually get shot. Check it out. He's got a new project out. He's got his label going crazy, Icewater Records. Uh, Slim 400 is on the podcast, which is presented by Odd Socks. Go to oddsocksofficial.com. Use the keyword bootleg kev at checkout and save 20% off. You can get socks, WWE licensed socks, Naruto, Street Fighter, goddamn Godfather, Scarface, whatever you need. It's available at oddsocksofficial.com. Plus, they just released their underwear line, their premium underwear boxer briefs. You can get them for 20% off by using the keyword bootleg Kev at checkout, oddsocksofficial.com. Let's get into the podcast. Bootleg Kev podcast. We got the homie in here, man. Slim Fo Hunted. Welcome, sir. Listen, bro, you got your new album. It's officially out, Bompton. Talk about... First of all, I feel like this album, because I, I I went through the whole joint last night. Yeah. And I feel like you might have had a chip on your shoulder recording this shit. Oh, yeah, man. Oh. <laughs> I'm from Bompton, bro. Like, shit is hectic. <laughs> now, I just feel like, you know, I feel like this album to me for you is like a statement. Yeah. Was it that? Yeah, bro. I feel like, man, you got to make your point. You know what I'm saying? And um, a nigga real... 
but I'm the native. You know what I'm saying? I, I already do this shit for my city. You know what I'm saying? And my culture. So I had to just let people know, man, like, like a nigga really come from Spruce Street. You know what I'm saying? The block. You know what I'm saying? And along with a couple other people, you feel me? But it's different from me because I really was around that motherfucker running around doing some shit. Unnecessary things. Right, 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 right. So yeah. um, I just have to just tell my story of um, what I was doing and me going through the shootings and all type of different shit. You feel me? I do feel like one thing I've always appreciated about you, Slim, is wherever I be at, I see you. Yeah. I might be in San Diego at F6 DJing some yeah. hood ass shit, yeah. and you be there. We're probably four, five niggas. Right. In and out. Like, you, you're fucking out, outside, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that be the thing. Not to cut you off, but people be like, "Man, like where he be? Where he be? Man, y'all don't be nowhere because I run." Because you be everywhere. That part, man. So you feel me? If people want to talk, man. Say that bullshit about a nigga, man. But after I got, even after I got shot, you feel me? I'm about 15. What? 15 days after I got shot, I'm back outside. You feel me? It's about two years ago, year and, and a half. Yeah, and a half now. Yeah, it was a while. It was about a year and a half. Yeah, straight to the studio. Came and walk proper, but I'm outside. You feel me? It's crazy because. Um, when you go through a situation like what you went through, it has to kind of put things in pers- in perspective. Yeah, yeah. Does it kind of give you like a, does it check you to kind of re recheck what your priorities are in life? Yeah. Now like how you living? Like, I used to be living reckless. You feel me? Just straight up. I'm going to keep it 100. But now it's like a, have a certain couple of people with me. Get my extra eyes. We in and out. You feel me? Ain't no lollygagging. As far as drinking liquor, drinking around my homies, not being belligerent in public, because with people you don't know off deck, you feel me? Yeah, that's so, where you get caught slipping. Tighten up a lot of things, bro. Yeah, I feel like um, when you got shot, I was like, "Fuck!" I feel like I just saw you in San Diego, like yeah. not too far before. I was like, "Damn!" Like, I hope the homie pulls through. You getting shot? I feel. Did did you did you um? Because when something like that happens to you in life. You're going to get a lot of people hitting you up who might not have been talking to you prior. Did you notice some 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 fake energy shit coming around like during that time? Because whenever some shit like that happens, I feel like everybody's going to come out the woodworks. Make sure they check in. But it's like, where were you at like a month ago type shit? You know what I'm saying? I feel like, um, you know, that come with this rap shit. You feel me? That's the rap game. half, Half of the shit fake, but... For the most part, you feel me, my real ones that I already had songs with or really no personal without even having songs, they texting me. You see what I'm saying? My phones is off at that moment. But when I got back home, I turned it on. This shit steady ringing. It's like, all right, I like that from the people that I really mess with thoroughly. But, um, you know, all the, the rap shit now, you feel me? Hey, pull through, pull through. I'm, oh, I holla at you, blood. And blood. That's the fake shit. So it's 50-50, man. And I try to weed it off, you know what I mean, by just being respectful, but... Knowing the nigga don't fuck with me like that, or like he wasn't even caring about my situation, or even what I was doing prior to this. You feel me? So I'm taking a run with it, man. You feel me? Yeah, man. I feel like the rap game is so finicky, man. <laughs> it's a lot of associates, but not a lot of friends. That part. You know what I'm saying? I feel like in this game, bro. Not like that, but you don't got no friends in this game on, on a rap. You already shit. know what it is. You see, you might see someone at the club be like, yo, let's do something. And <laughs> you never hear from him. My nigga, until you run into him again. Until you and run into him again. Do the same shit. Yeah, let's say. <laughs> you know what it is. That part, man. That shit happened a lot. That shit is. Hey, man, look. I don't do that shit. That's why. That's what's the difference between me and other people. It's like, I, I hold it down and make it, make it my word of like, what I'm going to say, I'm going to do, I'm going to do it. You feel me? Like, like, a lot of people just, you know, they just, they just talk a good one. 
So get, take, take me back to the moment you got shot, man, because I feel like that's uh, got to be a pivotal moment in anyone's life when someone tries to take your life and you I survive. How did, how, like, you know, what do you recollect from that day? Like, that moment. That all the crazy shit I was doing, like I said, loaded, riding around the city just for nothing. You feel me? I was just coming from my folks' house, but I could have left and got on the freeway and got to go. You could have got the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. But I steady wanted to just ride around. And I don't know, like, when something meant to happen, it's going to happen. So I was over there, and you know what I mean? And that shit ha- it happened like that. And my life was just flashed before my eyes, bro. I seen people that I really be cool with, really hanging with family members. It's just, like, I blacked out, you feel me? Like, from the gun shells. And I'm just seeing my life, like, this crazy shit. But... It's like it's like that's when you see the light. You feel me? That's what's crazy is they always say right before you. There's a um, some shit called uh, diametrically. What, what is DMT? I don't know what DMT stands for, but there's a, a, a chemical called DMT. You you have it when you're born and right before you die, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to like when people say they see the light. Yeah. That's supposed to be what they see. Yeah, and it's a. There, there's a way you could smoke. There's like you could smoke DMT yeah. to feel that now, if you wanted to, to try to like go through some shit. Did you feel like when you come out on the other side of it, you're in the hospital bed? Did you feel like you went through some shit that kind of maybe changed your life? Hell yeah! Like at that moment, I think about my daughter. You know what I'm saying? My mama, my close friends, peers. It's like, damn, it can be over. You know what I'm saying? So. It is a, it's, it's a mind thing, you feel me, going through that. And I bounced out of it, and I just told myself, like, the ignorance that I was doing, I'm going to stop. I got to be more, like, like hands-on about my life, you know what I'm saying? And I just right, tell right. shit, like, finding games. And, you know what I mean? Like, shit is real. And if that shit would have been over. It was, like, it was over. All this shit I worked for, all this, you know what I mean? I got my daughter. It's like, of course, of it's course. Gone. So I know now, you know what I mean? Like, do the right thing and stop fucking off, you feel me? <laughs> and I think you've been doing a good job on your campaign I shit. I, so listen, you got Ice Water Records. I want to shout out to, I'm from Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And someone I've been paying attention to from Arizona is the Desert Baby. Mm-hmm. Who you've been working with. Yeah, that's my boy right there, man. We got a couple of songs. He working on his tape. I just got a squad. I got, I got a squad <clears throat> I'm putting together, man. You know what I mean? Ice Water Rock, Desert Baby, Perion. So you putting um, together the label. Yeah, the movement. Rule. Yeah, just like a it's like a, a new day and time of a like a no limit or something, cash money. But everybody right. got their own little ways about you know what I mean. They life, so it's about to be told. Yeah, I think I think what's crazy is like your background in music. <clears throat> I think a lot of people associate you with YG, right? Yeah. So and shout out to YG is doing his thing. Yeah. But I feel like you've done a very good job of creating your own shit. Yeah. It was like, a, it was a time in my life, like, it was just like a, everywhere I go, it's like, oh, that's YG on me, that's YG on me. So, not to be offensive or nothing, so I took it on myself to separate it to where they know Slim 400. You know what I mean? Like, that's my boy, that's my boy. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's life from the hood. Yeah, it's crazy, because, like, I, I remember meeting you originally with YG over and over over the years. Yeah. Um, and, you know, him and B Moore and and, yeah. and, and and just the whole crew, like, and, and you've done a very good job of just kind of, like, I don't even when I think of Slim Four Hundred, I, I used to always be like, "Oh, that's why you know YG's yeah. boy." I just I think of you as your own entity now. Yeah, I have to just put in that work. You feel me? From the certain songs I'm getting with people, you know what I mean? Like G Easy looking out for me, you know what I mean? Right, right. Like Schoolboy Q doing certain shit for a nigga. It's just certain shit on them levels. It 
automatically show the fans like, okay, he is a stand up guy by himself. You feel me? You what can't you put a nigga in a box. Is your relationship with YG solid? Yeah, we good. Yeah. Like that's my bro. You see what I'm saying? He's it's been through a lot. Should be this, and he's been through so many man. eras of his career. Yeah, ups and downs and shit. You feel ups me? Ups and downs, new management, all kinds of shit going on. Yeah, I think um I think you know, being as a, I always looked at YG Mustard and Ty as like our our generation the, Snoop and Dre. Yeah, yeah. The right? Big, the big bros of the shit. Yeah. And it was crazy because I I mean, I remember meeting YG in uh, 2009 or 10 when Tudor and Buddha came out. Yeah. Him, Ty, and Bobby Brackens. Oh, yeah. You remember that tour? Yeah. yeah. It was the uh, Young and X rated or Young. I don't know. They was on tour. Yeah. And Bobby Brackens was the biggest artist on the tour. Yeah. How crazy is that? That's wild. I was like, that was that was really the homie. Like, no, no, no. Cool, and shout cool, out Bobby. He's a great yeah, he dude. Cool he's dude. fucking. Yeah. I love that dude. But yeah. like, it's Time crazy. Change. That, that was fucking eleven years ago. Yeah. And he was the biggest artist on the yeah. tour. Ty was a nobody. Yeah. I didn't even realize he was the dude on the Tutor and Booted fucking um, record. Yeah. And YG's a kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What like what did you learn from being around? Just because I do feel like we've literally witnessed an entire generation of West Coast music progress through our, our eyes that you've been a part of. Yeah. What have you? What did you learn from being a being a witness to that? Because that's well, history, bro. Yeah. Um. I feel like um they taught me how to perfect my craft, bro. Just watching them in a sense of you know making beats. You know what I'm saying? Time make beats. Um. Must make beats. So I'm just sitting there watching them how they put together some shit and a real song, making a real song. You know what I'm saying? Or they changed up the whole verse, you see what I'm saying? Or that's just sound tight, but we got to change this line. It just, they perfect their shit to the point where it ain't just no, or oh, I'm done with it. You feel me? Nigga might come back tomorrow and do some other shit. You feel yeah. me? So looking at them work, the way they work is just like tightening me up. Like, all right. I work a different way, bro, but it made me a better worker when I looked at them. Make you like more more attentive to detail moves. and shit. Real shit. I feel like a lot of people they'll do a record and they'll end it. They'll be like, all right, cool, we yeah. we on to the next one. Nigga might go back in and make an, a sound on the beat. You feel add me? some fucking strings. That type of shit. Some so shit like they that. They go farther than what a normal rapper would go. You feel me? So I tend to go hard. You see what I'm saying? This album bombed and that's officially out right now. Yeah. Talk about what the, what this album means to you and what, what it means to your career, man. Like this is my life, bro. I feel like this is kind of my best tape as of so far. And, um, so we're we're considering this a mixtape. No, nah, it's like an EP, bro. It's like an album. You know All right, I, got, so I, I don't know because yeah. we never know anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, when when it's a mixtape, you are gonna know the mixtape. I'm going back to the old the OG beats and shit. Yeah, okay, but okay, okay, okay. Right now, this is a real tape. You know what I'm saying? And um, I was just telling my story on, like I said, growing up on Spruce, being in Compton, riding around the city, like all type of shit. You feel me? Yo, interrupting your podcast experience to tell you about our sponsor, Odd Socks. By the way, man, can we just talk about how amazing Odd Socks is as a company? Not only do they give you the most comfortable socks in the world. Um, they also have like, you know, they got Ric Flair socks. They got fucking SpongeBob socks for the children. If you're into Oreos, you know, shout out to all the fat fucks out there. They got Oreo socks. They got Pepsi socks. These are probably my favorites, the Scarfaces. Listen, they got all kinds of shit going on at Odd Socks. Not to mention, they just launched underwear. They got slippers. They got masks. And on the most comfortable socks in the world, you got to get the Odd Socks basics. And thank me later. Go to oddsocks.com. It's actually not even oddsocks.com. I should know it by now. Fuck. It's oddsocksofficial.com. 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 Keyword bootleg Kev. And you'll save 20% off your final order. 
oddsocksofficial.com keyword bootleg kev go to oddsocksofficial.com and spend some fucking money and support the podcast they're good people when you think of people who come to LA to visit Mm -hmm. and how Compton has become like a thing worldwide you know what I'm saying I feel like in LA like South Central Compton but Compton is like it's like an iconic hood in the entire world Everybody got to count. You got to just. You, you can go buy a Compton. Visit. Bro, you could buy a Compton hat in Australia. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, is that something that, do you consider that to be a gift or a curse? Because, you know, people might not understand what that means, what all comes with that. Yeah. It's a it's a curse, you know what I mean, and a gift at the same time because Compton is so wild. You feel me? Haters, you know what I mean? And the politics, the gang violence, shit like that. So, you can get caught up in that, you feel me saying, and you can go to jail, you can be dead, you feel me, you see nigga got shot. There's a lot of shit come with it, but the name is itself, Compton the City, from Easy E them and all that type of, of shit. Of course, make man. Fucking like, oh, straight gotta, out of Compton, I, I, man. I, I love it. I gotta see it. So it's a good thing, it's a bad thing, bro. Let me ask you something. When you watch something like uh like the, like the NWA movie, right? And that's like a movie that's like really based around your your area. Yeah. And uh Again, it's being consumed on a very large scale. Yeah. There's white kids in England watching straight out of Compton. Yeah, real shit. Like you feel good at like, you know what? Like look let's be honest. Compton's the most famous area in LA. Yeah. Outside of Hollywood, yeah. it's people come to LA and if they're like, Yo, I wanna go to Compton, yeah. you know what that means, right? But you but, got some people that come to Los Angeles and this depending on who they are, they feel like they just encounter because they, I don't know, you be in Hollywood. So some I want to go to the hood. Well, that's why I wanted to get you right about there, you, you know, Everybody comes to LA. Yeah. They go to Hollywood. They come to the Valley. Mm. That's all they do. Yeah. They go to LAX to Hollywood. <laughs> they do the little West Hollywood shit. They do Melrose, all yeah, that. that they get back on the fr- freeway. They get back on that 405. They go back to LAX to go home. Like they're spirit or something. I ain't seen nothing. But they ain't seen nothing. <laughs> so let's talk about like, what, like, okay, obviously. For anybody watching this way from L.A., the Valley is not L.A. Hell no. If you're from San Fernando, if you're from Encino, North Hollywood, God bless you. That's not L.A. Hollywood is not L.A. What is real L.A.? Like, you got to say, like, like South Central. You know what I'm saying? Like, like all up and down shit. Maine and... Broadway, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like there's just this big disconnect from people who come and visit and be like, yeah, I was in L.A., but like, but were you? Or were you at, like, Toco Madera in West Hollywood? Like, it's not the same thing. That is say that shit just to be saying that. The most L.A. you were at was when you landed at LAX. The the, the suburb part of it, you feel me? It's crazy, right? But nah, niggas in a straight hood, bro. They know what's happening. Um, <laughs> who do you consider real friends in this rap game? Because there's a lot of people we talked to earlier. There's a lot of associates. There's a lot of yeah, people yeah. you see at the club. You might see at Playhouse, whatever. But who's like some real homies in the rap game for Slim 400? In my, in my, I feel like, um, like, I can't really say, bro. Like, I don't want to like, I don't want to just say some bullshit, bro, or speak on people's names and shit. And it's like. Like, oh, why he didn't mention my name? You feel me? So that's fair. I well, you just really mention a to, few. You don't, don't, listen, you right me? now you ain't got to mention everybody, but just mention yeah. a couple that comes to mind. I feel like once again I said G Easy, he a good dude. You see what I'm saying? My nigga Yellow Beezy, good dude. You feel me? Like niggas that be texting me, talking to me back and forth, shit like that. So 
I I leave it like that. You feel me? It's crazy because you said G Easy. Yeah. And G Easy, a lot of people might not think that of him to be just on some humble shit. Hey, first of all, that's my dog. I love yeah. that guy. Yeah. And I know that about him, but I don't think a lot of people understand that G's really tapped in. Yeah. And he be showing love. Hell yeah. How'd you originally link up with him? Because because a lot of people been on been on tour and shit with YG. And um, you know this the tour with uh, Yo Gotti, yeah, yeah, and DJ Drama. So um, we um, you know, just be back behind stage, got your little passes on the shit. So we running around before mm -hmm. the show, doing whatever we doing, eating, going out of the, you know, what I mean, just doing different shit. And um, uh, every time he come across me, he, you know, what I mean, um, chop it up with me, see what I'm doing, just asking different questions about a nigga. You feel me? It's like, bro, he like doing this for what? But nah, he's a good dude. He was just uh, like trying to see what my mind was, and little do I know, it's like I'm about to reach out to him for this song, but this like. Years after our relationship, so we already kind of built it. So he didn't have no problem with doing this shit for me. You feel me? That's dope. All right, let me know. Were you at this show, Celebrity Theater, Phoenix, Arizona, Mustard DJing? I'm hosting the concert. It's about 50 local acts. YG's headlining. It ends up on World Star. People in the in the fucking in the in the crowd are are banging their shit. Mm -hmm. YG starts throwing shit at them. Mustard throw shit at them. Shit became a viral ass moment. Yeah. Were you there for that shit? I want to say I was, bro. I want to say I was. Like, I was. I was with a, a side bitch at the time. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm not with the uh, girl I was with. At the time. I can say that now. Yeah. But I was with a little side bitch at the celebrity theater. And then, like, the promoter. You know how these promoters be? They put fifty local acts on, charge yeah. each of them however much amount of money to get their money back. That part. So the fucking YG goes going to 1.30 in the morning. I'm fucking getting my dick sucked backstage. <laughs> and I just hear shit going crazy. And then like two weeks later, it's on YouTube. YG, Mustard. And like, and then there was another issue. I, th I just, I know YG had a long, he had a hard time getting the tour money because off the rip, he had kind of like been involved in a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Not the, not the sale like that, but, um. We, we we had words with some with some crib guys out there, you know what I'm saying, behind some shit and um that's when all that shit took place. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, there was some dudes in the crowd just banging I'm their shit. Niggas doing chairs, nigga yes. like, all type of shit. I you know the show I'm talking about? Home. I'm like, the yeah. the circular stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where the shit like the shit it keeps it, rotating. It keeps around. So yes. you, you thinking you're gonna stay in one spot, but the shit keep really Yep. But you walking and really paying attention, doing your thing, rapping, so you ain't really noticing that this shit moving and we just keep seeing niggas running around just to keep <laughs> shit was bro, crazy. Bro, it's crazy. That shit was like, that, that was one of the craziest yeah, shows because I like, remember. It'd be so crazy that shit tight. You feel me? I remember seeing Mustard take the laptop stand and chuck it at these fools. And I know that laptop stand weighed about 30 pounds. Hell yeah, that little solid. That and I was solid. like, oh shit. What the fuck just happened over here? Going up that day. Up. It's crazy because I feel like you were fully a part of the. I remember I always used to tell YG. I used to tell B more this all the time. Like, you know, shout out to YG. But man, early on in his career, the first four or five years, he had a real bad stigma attached to him because of shit like that at shows. What was like the craziest situation out of town y'all ever been a part of? Whether it was some crazy shit, some fights, some whatever the fuck. Yeah, like, um, Nick be saying shit all the time, bro. And I feel like we was in, um, I want to say we was in Miami doing some doing a show and shit, and some other people got in the fight, and we kind of in the mix of them, but niggas get to shooting and shit too. So it's like niggas fighting, throwing chairs, and now you hitting bullet shields and shit. So I'm trying to look for the team, make sure we all straight, but 
it just be, it's like you gotta like you gotta pay attention to him, man. You feel what I'm saying? Shit will pop off any given moment when you ain't even involved in the shit, but kind of in the mix. Yeah, you know what I thought was dope that happened recently was on Clubhouse. Bad luck. Squashed his shit with mustard on Clubhouse, mm-hmm. and I remember being at South by Southwest in 2000, and it was either 13 or 14. And I don't know what happened, but I know some shit happened. Um, but it felt like YG had a lot of tension with, uh, it was with problem. Um, do you remember being around that era? Yeah. You know, like, nigga was, you know, it, it was a, it basically it was the bomb the thing, comp the thing, you see what I'm saying? And niggas had words, you see what I'm saying? And it took, it, it went farther than what the post has been, but, you know, people be slick talking, you know what I mean? But, Niggas over that shit now. But. I feel like that that was like a perfect example of how L.A. street politics yeah. led into the music shit. Yeah. And it's like, yo, if we really think about back then, how fire would have been to see Problem and YG work together. For, do a whole fucking album together. Like, Problem had it. Yeah. Like, both of them had some, like, they had it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. That era was <laughs> so legendary in L.A. history. Like, Problem had Welcome to Mollywood. Yeah. YG had just read up. Like, it was a whole Pop. movement and both of them from the same city. And it was some L.A. politics yeah. shit. Sometimes gets in the way of some historical shit. Yeah. Do you feel like with L.A., the politics sometimes, because, you know, I just had this conversation with um with Big U and Wack. And we're talking about how sometimes the L.A. politics have gotten in the way of some real historical yeah. shit happening in hip-hop. Yeah, money and all that type of shit. You feel me? Yeah, because it might not be rapper A and rapper B having a real problem with each other. It's not about that. It's about the politics that float around them and above them. You know what I'm saying? Is that certain people, other like me being an artist, I hang with a certain crew. This artist hang with a certain crew. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's like they be having inner beef. So it's looking like it's a artist thing, but it be really the friends and yeah, it ain't even about like you ain't might not even have a fucking problem with the guy. Yeah. But it's like, hey, I might be from here and you might be from here. but So because of that, like, this and this don't mesh. Yeah. Oh, you had a record with yeah, Bad Luck? Yeah, before all that. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. We got, we cool. It's just, niggas be falling out behind other shit, so. Yeah, well, I, I mean, thought it was I dope. No games, I, I just thought it was real dope to see Bad Luck and, uh, and Mustard get on Clubhouse and, and talk that shit out. Yeah, because yeah, it's like. Yeah, we're talking about some serious eras of LA hip hop. Like, yeah. you know, Problem might not have had, had had had, and I know Problem could have signed with anyone at that when when Problem was was fucking lit out here. Yeah. Everyone offered him a deal, but like to think he had that whole like side of LA hip hop, and then YG. I mean, YG. We're talking about now. He's one of the. I look at YG like our our modern day Snoop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If Kendrick is Dre. <laughs> yeah. YG is Snoop. You know what I'm saying? So I just think that, uh, yeah, I, I always thought that was like a, and, and what's cool about that though too is I, f- I don't feel like it ever really kind of bled through the music too much. Yeah. Kind of stayed behind it the scenes. Minor, it was minor shit that was said and spoke on here and there and started little diss songs and, you know what I mean? Minor shit, but yeah, for the most part, it didn't get too out of, out of hand. So the new album, Bompton, is out. This is, are, are, you've been staying independent. Shout out to Empire. Yeah. Um, why stay independent? Why? I mean, and, 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 and mind you, you got Ice Water Records. So um, kind of give me the rundown of what's going on moving forward. The album is out. 
Yeah, I feel like I'm just, you know what I mean, like lining myself up to be a, a real C, excuse me, a real CEO, bro, and line other people up. So as far as the label deal, I feel nigga can sign with a major, don't get it twisted, but it be shit that you can't do. When you used yeah. to do it, you can't do what you want to do. Yeah, and when you want to do, they it. want you to drop, and it's yeah. like, bro, I know what's going on in these streets. So why would I drop that when I'm just doing it because you doing it? But when I drop it on my name, the people be like, Slim, what you doing? Like, it be different shit when it comes out of the label. So being independent is better because you got your layout. You can drop whatever you want whenever you want. You feel me? So, and then you building. You something you building on your own shit. Now looking back years, you know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, like I went from here to nothing. I mean, I went from nothing to something. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's what I was telling you, bro. I feel like I went from like always thinking of you and YG together to just thinking of you guys as two separate entities. Yeah, you did a great job of carving your own shit, bro. Yeah, I know it's hard to do. So, man, tell me about it. But um, you know, just stay, stay, stay true to 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 yourself and your your craft. You feel me? You're gonna get there for sure, for sure. Well, go support the new album, Bompton, Ice Water Records. Is there gonna be anything coming out from the label soon? Any artists? Anybody Um, who's dropping? I got my people's coming out. But like probably another like another month and a half or something, I'll probably drop the ice water Orby tape. So it's gonna be like a like a compilation. A compilation with all of us, you know what I'm saying? So Desert Baby, Ice Water. So Ryan, Desert Baby is officially Ice Water Records. He, he, he with me. Arizona, let's he go. Me. Yeah, he with me. Hey, listen, he from AZ, he got my support. <laughs> that part, I got the Cardinals hat on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like shit. You know what I'm saying? That's my city, man. So let's go. Yo, Slim Four Hundred, bombed in the albums out, Bullet Kept Podcast, let's go. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. right. 